Dima, you did like in three minutes. You did what I was thinking about the whole day today. <laughs> But I wanted to say we were worshiping. I was thinking about. Um, remember that story when Paul was preaching and that teenager fell off the window and died, and then you know he came back to life. I was thinking about that. It it must have been a really tight house if you have if you were, had to sit on a window seal, right? Probably not enough room, and it's like hot and maybe you know Israel I don't know if it was in Israel Turkey okay Turkey still hot right but and I was thinking man we have something like that it's maybe we're not you know packed but it's just just feels so tight and cozy I don't know that's that's how I feel being here and and I just wanted to say don't fall down but uh, no I wanted to say That we should we should appreciate what we have. I I I I'm just thinking millions, probably hundreds of millions, right now are out there somewhere. Somebody is getting for ready for a party. Somebody is getting ready to go to a fine restaurant. Somebody is getting ready to commit a suicide. Somebody is somebody is somebody is doing something right. And we're here. We don't just know the truth. We also accept it. Because knowing it is is part of the deal, right? It's if you if you have no idea that it's the truth, there I mean there's no point in it for you, right? And, and I was just so thankful to God that we we have our church, that we have we have youth, that we we're here together. This is just I I don't know it can't be better. I I I love this place. I just love being here. Not this building, but but because this is God's house, and we're coming here to God, and God is God is the host, and. And I just, I just love it. I just love being here. So, I just, if you, if you don't realize that you like it, just you know, pinch yourself, hurt yourself, just say, wake up! I need to like this. I, need to, what am I doing? Where am I? Amen. So, I wanted to, I wanted to say something real quick. I, I was, uh, when I was praying about this sermon, and like last few days. I had to work, but if I if I wouldn't, I probably would have enough, you know, as a full time um, scribe. You know, I probably have enough time to write down everything that that God was talking to me about and, and showing to me. And and I try to be very concise, and I still got like four pages. And it's just I believe I believe that God is calling each one of us to do something, and 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 we. You know, we interact with people. We we testify. We witness. We are we're not here just just to you know be flavorless. We are to be the salt, right? And salt always reveals it. The salt and and the, and the light always reveals the dark. And in the darkness, it shows you where to go. It shows you the real situation. And I was praying to God. I said, God, I, I don't want to be a sleeping a sleeping watchman anymore. I mean, I'm not saying that I was, but I'm just saying I I'm I. I don't want to be one. I want to be one who is up and alert and who is doing his job. And, and if it hurts, if I need to bring the news that a war is coming, I would rather do that than, than have everybody taken by surprise and everybody in you know everybody. It's just unfair. And I, I just decided. I said, God, I want to be. I want to be saying the truth, no matter how hurtful it is. And yeah, I'm not going to just do it to others. I'm first of all going to do it to myself. Because the gospel that Jesus brought to this earth is not is not is not short cornered. It's not it's not shortcuts. It's not it it is not a shortcut. It is it was it was a gift, but it's not a shortcut because somebody has went through the whole thing, had to do everything that needed to be done, had to satisfy God's wrath so that we could be standing here, so that we would not be under His, so that we would not be so we would not be His enemies anymore. So that we would be able somebody who can talk to Him, who knows Him, who loves Him. Who can be loved by him, right? And I said, God, I don't want to. I don't want to. I don't. I don't care if I'm going to hurt somebody. I don't care if I'm going to make myself unpopular. I don't care if I'm going to hurt myself in this in the sermon. And I'll be honest with you, when I was listening to God, I was, God, this is more to me. If I would not be speaking right now here, it was all worth it. <laughs> really, get just getting ready for the sermon because when God speaks to you. There's nothing better than that. There's just absolutely nothing better than that. You can you can have everything you can have in this world. I mean, I feel like I just made a deal for ten million dollars straight after taxes. You know, that's how I feel right now. I'm, I'm. It's probably even 
slow to describe that because you get something from God that changes your life. You get something from Him, you, you can be a different person. You can, you can be more closer to what He wanted you to do because there's nothing better than that. Nothing better than getting, you know, getting to the bullseye and, and, then, and then God is, God is just honored and He said, man, He did it. He just, He did it so nice. I'm proud of Him. There, I, I don't have anything better than that to have in this life. I'm not kidding. I'm not kidding. And, you know, I, I, I read this verse in 1 Peter 4.11. It says, if anyone, if anyone speaks, they should do so as one speaks the very words of God. And I just want to say that it's my, it's my dream and desire, and it's, it's, it's like it's kind of a condition I, I'm here on today. I said, God, I don't want to be here today if you are not going to be here today because I have nothing I, 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 you know, no matter how many notes I have, no matter how many scriptures I know, I know I have nothing to change anyone's life because this is what we're all about. You know, you, you don't want to listen to something that just puts you to sleep, something that's just like a lullaby, right? You don't want to listen to that. It's, it's not what you, why you're here for. So I want to just close our eyes and pray right now. God, I ask you that, I ask you, God, erase me from this place today, God. I ask you, take the mic, God. I give the mic to you, God. I give you my mouth, my hands, God, my everything that I have, my mind, Lord. I ask you that you use me today, Lord, the way you want, you want, you want to, you want to use me, Lord. I ask you so that you would help me, God. You would, you would speak through me, God. You would be that those hands and feet, God. So that I would be that for you, Lord, and so that you would be able to do everything you wanted to do today through me, Lord. Because I don't want to keep down anything. I don't want to add anything, Lord. I want to do exactly what you want me to do here today. In the name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. So I was thinking, this whole thing started by, I was thinking about um, different stories in, in, in the Old Testament, especially when, when, you know, out of a sudden, things were divided. You know, communities or, you know, or a group of people was just divided. When Israelites came out of the of Egypt, right? Then Miriam and Aaron decided that they're just as good as Moses and who cares, you know, we want to roll our own stone, right? And and all of a sudden Miriam is all in leprosy and she feels more miserable than she probably ever felt in her life and she would think that if everything would only be the way it was before, I'd be happy with that. Right? And then we know the story of sons of Korah, right? They were also two different sides out of a sudden. There's somebody here who tells us to do what we don't want to do. It's not nothing fun. It's 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 um, it's kind of boring. It's inconvenient. It's you know I have to do it. I don't understand it. You know it's I not I don't like it. And then you know and somebody who's like you know free will. We're gonna do whatever we want. We have our own rules, and everybody can have their own rules. And you know. They didn't know that everything comes to just destruction after that. But that's what they were thinking, that I'm going to create my rules and live by my rules. And you know what? When that happens, when you think that you can live by your own rules, you're not going to have any rules at all. You're going to be in this life following sin like you never knew before. And you will have no end and there's no stop. There's no brake pedal. I, I promise you. There's no brake pedal. And, and I was just thinking, right, when they separated and Moses called people to himself, Right? And, and the other guys called people to themselves, right? And there's always like that. It's always like this. It separates, and it wants, you know, you have to choose one way or another, right? And I was listening to John Bevere, and he said this uh, word judgment, that it means it's a decision for or against, right? So it's option A, option B. There's, you know, nothing else. You, you just have to choose. There's something you need to judge the situation and make a decision, right? And so two camps, right? Moses and... Um, and, 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 and the other, right? And what happened? Nobody knew. They were thinking, okay, we're getting, you know, enough support. Nice. And then the earth opens up and swallows them, right? And that's it. And then the end, there's nothing else going on after that. You're done. Right? And I started thinking about that. And I started praying more. And all of them were, they, they went out of Egypt, right? So they were... All one group, they they were they had the same purpose. They were going to the same place, supposedly, but 
not everybody, apparently, or not everybody cared to really check what's in their heart, what, what they are thinking. And I was thinking, that, so that, that's why I'm going to be talking to about Christians. I'm going to, I, I don't think this applies to non-believers. I think this is to us who believe, who are Christians, who accept Christ. And I was thinking, I, you know, I look, I look at church, at some churches, you know, and then, and, 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 you talk to some people. It's not like I'm looking around and judging people, and I, I just want to, you know, find, you know, what problems they have. But you still see people's lives, and you see outcomes, and you know, it's and some of the out- outcomes are public in some in, in some people's lives. And and I was just wondering. Sometimes you know, there's multiple a number of problems that 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 happen, and you know, some of them are it's inability to conquer sin or overcome devil, overcome the enemy in your life. Sometimes it's, you make promises, those New Year's resolutions, it's like a joke now, right? It's people, when people want to say something that they won't do, they say like, I'm going to make a New Year's resolution to do that. You know, so it's, it's like, it, the, the understanding of something that should be solid, set in stone, just became, you know, flipped, reversed. It's just, and, and it's, inability to stick with your commitments or with your promises or with your decisions, right? And there are situations when you look at people and you see that feelings just overtake. It's out of a sudden, the person decides to do something. They decide to fast for three days, and then they're hungry, and they, they, can't, they can't hold themselves for like three days, right? They can't hold themselves for eight hours. And I'm not kidding. I know I was going through that, and I'm, I'm like, why are those things happening? Why do, why do all of a sudden, like, there's good emotional. We know that, Andre, right? <laughs> you always say about say talk about that. But, but there's bad emotional, right? When there, there's emotions, when, when they are the leading, they're like, they're, you know, you're just on a horse that's mad and doesn't know where it's going, and, you know, there's, and you don't even know how to ride a horse. That's, that's the kind of emotions I'm talking about. And you are just, and you are just, you are heading for some big trouble. You are not, it's a, like a car, no brakes, and you're on a freeway 90 miles an hour speeding, and you just don't know how to stop. You don't know how to turn. It's just, it, this is, when emotions take over, I don't even want to talk about that. And then, then there are situations when people can't stand on truth, right? Just, just not able, you, you, you talk to them. Everything, it's just basic, most basic stuff made sense to them at some point, and now they're not able to comprehend it, right? It's what I said at the very beginning. It's like you know the truth, you hear it, everybody tells it to you, hundreds of people confirm to you it's true, you've seen it, and then something happens to you, and you no longer understand it, and you no longer know that it is the truth. You no longer know that this is what will set you free. This is what gives you life. This is, this, is where, this is where you are. This is where you were restored. This is what brought you back to life. This is what brought you out of slavery. And you just sit and you talk to the person, and, and they don't see. They don't understand. Another thing is like, you know, it's even worse. I'm kind of, you know, it's ascending, right? You lose the point of being a Christian altogether, right? Just just so... I don't, this, this doesn't make sense anymore. You, you, just, you just lose the fear of God. You lose, you, lose, you lose anything that stopped you before. Just, you know, no limits. No limits at all. And another one is like, people are always talking, what is my calling in God? What, what do I do? And what, how do I, um, I don't know. God doesn't tell me anything to do. I don't feel like, I don't know what I'm called. Does God even care about me? Does what I don't know. You know, it sometimes it comes from the same behavior. Say, we're going to talk about it, but it's, it comes from the same thing. And then you know, it, it gets worse. Sometimes people, I I I knew people that loved God. It's just they didn't care about some things. They didn't care to do some things, and and then you find them twisting, perverting, and you know, just just bending truth and rules and Bible verses and try find, trying to find translations that work, that prove it, and, and just, just, you know, just like, you're like, you knew the truth. You knew it better than I did. <laughs> that's especially, that's just puzzling. There are some people that knew it. I mean, they just, 
I was like, I would go to them to learn. I would tell them, you know, the word, and they would tell me the verses where the word is used. And then out of a sudden, they manipulate that all the way. They just reverse everything, and they use it to prove to do what they want to do. Right? And I want to start with the scripture. It's in 1 Samuel 15, 26 That's when, um, when Saul was fighting against of Amalek, uh, Amalekites, that's how you say it. Dima, I'm with you. I'm lear- still learning English. <laughs> so, I'm also getting ready. Look at um, verse 22, right? But Samuel replied, Does the Lord delight in burnt offerings and sacrifices as much as in obeying the Lord? Right? And this is what I want to talk about, is obeying the Lord. And, and this is not something, you know, I, I think it's not, uh, sometimes when you think obedience to the Lord, I, I picture, um, you know, naturally, I just picture of those nuns, you know, with, like, with crosses, and, you know, it's like you are afraid to, you know, breathe their direction because they might fall over. I mean, they're saints, and they're doing a great job. But I'm just saying, sometimes we think that this is obedience to the Lord. I'm not saying that it's not, but... I'm saying that this is not the only way. Sometimes you can be, you can be a nun and, and reject God with all of your heart, right? But, but, and, and, and sometimes you can be like everybody else, looking like everybody else, but being completely different. You know, I, um, I, I look at obedience as not something that beats you down and, you know, makes you so boring and gray. It's something that makes you actually bright and salty and it makes you, you know, makes you want to live. And, and, and when, when, when times come, when, you know, when, uh, you know, life, sometimes they say what life gives you lemons, right? Or I can't remember that word, right? But it's like, you know, there's some people that love lemons, you know, and you become one of those people. You can just eat them down. Like my brother, he can eat them like seven, eight of them easily. And he just, he loves it. I'm just saying, you know, when things like this come, you're not this bitter, and, and you're not just bitter anymore. You, you, you still want to live. You, you're, you have it in you to, because you, you have God in you, and you just want to follow. This is the kind of obedience I'm talking about. This is somebody who I think is five-star. This, this is that type of obedience that, that, you know, that I want. This is the type of obedience that makes you, makes you a person you want to, to, to model your life after. That's the type of obedience I'm talking about. And it says, it says, to obey is better than sacrifice, and to heed is better than the fat of rams. For rebellion is like the sin of divination, and arrogance like the evil of idolatry. Because you, this is something, this is a key phrase here. Because you have rejected the word of the Lord, he has rejected you as king. And later on in verse 26, it says, Saul repents and asks for forgiveness and wants to change everything. And then verse 26, it says, but Samuel said to him, I will not go back with you. You have rejected the word of the Lord, and the Lord has rejected you as king over Israel. I was thinking, I was thinking, what is, what is obedience to God, right? Where is, I mean, like, how, what, what, what does it mean to obey God? And, and I was like, and why does God take this so, you know, it's like, God, God why are you taking this personally? I mean, is it like, he, okay, he didn't obey the word of the Lord. Okay, well, made mistake. You know, just go on. And then God uh, reminded me of John 1.1. 1, 1. It says, In the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. Right? So, and then it just hit me out. All of a sudden, I was like, word. God's word. Right? It said, and said, you have rejected the word of God, and the Lord has rejected you. And I was thinking, whoa, this, is, this was so big to me. I was like, you reject God's word, and God rejects you. Because to him, he obeys, he restrains him by his own word. He says some things, and he follows that. He follows his words. And then we are more to do more so, right? And then, and then you know what next thing, next thing that happens? Is says, and the Lord has rejected you as king over Israel. You know what I was thinking? I think king, right? Top position in the society. This is like in our lives. When we accept God's word, 
where we become kings. We get the authority to, to, to change things in our life, to overcome sin, to, to, to forget the things that, that, that are bringing us down, that are making us stumble, right? And, and you, you, you reject God's word, and you lose that authority. You, you start, God, and then we remember what happened to, to Saul, right? He was, uh, he was doing things so low. I mean, I, I, I don't mean to, to be disrespectful, but it, this is what the Bible tells us, right? So probably for some reason, and I want to talk about that. So he, he wanted to, uh, to nail David to the, to the wall, right? And, and he, he was, you know, demon, demons were just attacking him, and he, there's nothing that he could do. And, and a shepherd would come and, you know, David would come and, and make him, calm him down, right? Just he lost it. That was like, that was the, past the point of return, right? And it's, and you're just thinking, I mean, do I want to lose that authority? I mean, right now, we're walking all good and nice, and, you know, and, and we, we know that, that sin doesn't have access to us. We, we know there are moments, I mean, and sometimes it's our days like that and weeks when, when you can say, like Jesus said, here comes the prince of this world and he has nothing in me, right? And it's like, what can be better than that? What can be better than that? And then, and then if we don't watch out, we can be just like Saul. Saul was anointed. You know, he was prophesying. And then he got down to this, right? And that's why? I think this is, this is, that's it. You have rejected the word of the Lord. And if, if, if God is the word, then, then it's God. You rejected God, right? And I want to tell you, you know, I, there was a time in my life I was thinking of, I was, these words, and, and, and you know, it's, in, in, in part it's because the way that some people, especially people in church, presented that to me, you know, they Use words rebellion and obedience and uh, and and disobedience, all that as you know, trying to you know bring you down and 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 you know point out how bad you are and not really to point you to a big, big, big blessing. And we're going to talk about it later. But I just want to, I mean, if you have that, reset that in your mind. Don't take, don't think of oh, you know, okay, he, I'm not talking about anybody right now. First of all, but if you think oh, he's talking about me or God is thinking I'm rebellious, right? And that's it. You know, it doesn't matter. Forget it. Today, you can change that. And it doesn't mean that you will be different and you will need to, like, walk with your head down. Actually, you'll, you know, walk with your head up because this is something that, that, that God has for us. He wants us to be blessed. He gave us free will, but he wants us to do something with that free will. And that's to follow him. We don't get offended when we say follow him and do everything he says, right? That's what obedience is. That's, that's all. I mean, it's not... I don't know if, if it's just me or, or everybody is like that, but I just don't want those words like Dima was saying, holiness, right? This, words like that should, be, should not be foreign to us anymore. This is something that we should embrace and something we should take, grab hold of and hold on to because the Bible is, is full of those words and of those, those, those understanding. And so, you know, some of this stuff, some of our stuff, you know, when, um, when you become a Christian, it, some of the things start happening when you come to God. And you feel like, man, I thought my life would be better. Now it's just falling apart, right? And, and, um, and it happens for a reason. You know, sometimes it happens because, in, like, if we, look in, if we look in Luke 12, verses uh, 51 through 53, it says, Do you think I came to bring peace on earth? No, I tell you, but division. From now on, there will be five in one family divided against each other, three against two, and two against three. They will be divided father against son, and son against father, mother against daughter, and goes on and on, right? And I was like, why? Because Christ wanted? Probably not. Because he wants you to have peace. But sometimes it's a family, right? And, and, and one of the children accepts God. And his whole family immediately, that's revealed. Because they were all walking in darkness, and now one has light. And they see that they have darkness, they will reject itself. And, and it doesn't mean that it will come from, from our relatives. Sometimes that's the case. But, it, I mean, we, don't, we are not to treat them like enemies, definitely. We are to love them. But, but um, the world definitely recognizes us immediately. We are blacklisted in, on, on devil's list, right? 
we go on the, uh, you know, to kill, destroy, and destroy list. We are, that's it. This is he's, he, where he's most wanted now, right? Because before, you know, it's like he, you know, he can, you're, you're just there. You're in his slave market. And, and now you're somebody who can cause some damage to him, first of all. Second of all, like somebody who can, who can glorify God because we were made in the image and in, in, in likeness of God, right? And we can, we can represent, we can walk, we can walk with God's glory. And he hates that. Because he thinks that he, you know, he thinks that he, he thought that he would be able to be king just like God and he would have his own. This is where it started, by the way. He was thinking that he could have his own kingdom, you know, you know, it's U.S. and Canada, things, you know, almost the same. And that's what he was thinking. I'm going to create, you know, something just like that. You know, it looks the same. It's a country or kingdom, whatever. And, and, and not like that. It doesn't work with God. There's nobody but God. God is the only sovereign God. There's nobody. I mean, right now, we might have people and scholars and professors and everybody, who, no matter who, can be saying that God doesn't exist or God's dead, right? Like we've seen in that movie and whatever. Every, there will be a time when, you know, the game will be, somebody will click, time's over, and now let's see who's where. And, and too bad, but, but, you know, some people would just realize they were running the wrong race. They were just, just not there at all. And, you know, so we are, sometimes, we, you know, things like this have start happening to us because we were just identified as, as somebody in God's army. Maybe somebody who is maybe an infant in God's army. Maybe somebody who's getting there. Maybe somebody who's, you know, do somebody who is planning to fight for God. Somebody who is planning to go into war for him, right? Somebody who is planning to stand the ground and, 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 and expand his kingdom, right? So that's something that might bring, you know, such troubles in our life or such, you know, something in the, like that, that, of that kind in our life. And then there's something else like um, God testing us sometimes, right? And some people say, well, come on, you know, God doesn't test us. I went and read it, and it says God does not tempt with evil, <laughs> but he tests right? He doesn't tempt because there is no evil in him. He doesn't even probably, he doesn't even have it in his character to tempt anybody. That's what devil does. But he will test. And you know what? I'll tell you this. I think this is perfectly fine to test. Because I'll, I, I, I realized it once. I was like, God doesn't test. God just loves people, you know. And, and then, you know, I want to say, if, like, sometimes we have this mind, oh, why God doesn't need to test me. He, he loves me. I know that this is the, you know, the message of love and all that stuff. It is the message of love. And, and some people say, why does he detest me? He, need, you know, he wants to love me. He doesn't need to prove you that he loves you anymore because he sent his son. His son died on the cross for you. It was really bad. You got, you got forgiveness of your sins. You're in his kingdom. He, you need to know that he loves you, you know. And, you know, I, those are who are married, you know, like that's what you want to tell your wife sometimes. You need to know that I love you. Why do you ask me? <laughs> you know, that will still be, still be coming up. <laughs> But it's, uh, it's, uh, it's, you know, it's like God shows us love every day. I think how many times God protects us and, and, and blesses us and guides us. And then you get up in the morning, you're not depressed. Is that, is that not God's love in your, in your life? Come on. So God doesn't need to, to prove you anymore. He proved it once and for all, right? That's just like when I got married, same thing. But you know, sometimes he still repeats it to us. This is crazy, but he still repeats it to us because we just need it. Sometimes we're so needy. No, even guys are so needy sometimes. <laughs> so, and just sometimes, you know, I, I was like, once I was, I wanted something. I can't remember what that was even anymore. And then somebody and comes, I think I was in like coffee or something like that. And somebody comes and says, hey, I got an extra coffee. And it was like white mocha with whipped cream, which my wife got me hooked on. And, and it's like, he goes, you want one? And I was like, man, I was just thinking about it two minutes ago. <laughs> like, and then they said that God doesn't exist. But anyway, anyway, so, and I was like, you know when I got this revelation, when I, when I realized that God tests, it was when um, uh, Larry was with me at the house, and we were uh, putting a TV mount on, on the wall, and it was rated to 150 pounds, and I was going to put a TV on it that's like 80 pounds, and because Ariana, we only had one child back then, and Ariana's running around, I was like, 
earthquake, whatever, you know, I want to make sure that thing holds strong, right? And it was one of those that extends out, and I was like, so if it said four bolts, 150 pounds, so it's got to be, if you put five bolts in, it should be 187 pounds, right, and half, right? So I was like, I was about 180, and I was like, I'm going to hang on that thing and check if it holds, right? And I extended it all the way, and I'm just hanging on that thing and just, I'm like, man, I want to test it. I want to make sure that if it falls, I want it to fall right now, right? And then I put weight, you know, just have that much only. <laughs> and, I, and then it hit me. I was like, man, this is so, that just doesn't make sense. You test things in your house. You know, you do something with your car. You go on a test drive, and you're, like, really careful. And you, 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 you want to verify that, you know, the car is okay, you know, the TV mount is okay. Whatever you do, you want to verify you did piping you want to make sure it doesn't leak you test it and then you think that god won't test somebody who will be expanding his kingdom and dealing with people's lives and i was like i want to find a scripture for that because i don't like this revelation you know it's like what does it mean to test and i found a lot and um you know one that i liked is is um deuteronomy a2 it says remember how the lord god led you all the way in the wilderness these 40 years to humble, which to let you to help you become obedient, right? To humble and test you in order to know what was in your heart. This is what God wants, right? There's many other verses that confirm it. And then it was saying that God left some nations to test them with them, to test them, to test Israel with those nations, right? And, and uh, that's what God wants to know, what's in our heart. You know why? Because free will is still there until we die. And then, you know, we're arrested for life and jailed for life, either in, you know, in hell or we're free men in heaven. Right. You know, that's you know, our life will determine that. But. But this is what God wants to know, because he, we have free will. We can do whatever we want. But God wants to know, are we going to, to do what he, lo- what, what he wants or are we going to do what we want? Which is really what devil wants, because there's nothing, I mean, we really, really probably don't even have, we don't even know evil or good. And somebody, I think somebody was telling me that, uh, I think Ruby was telling me that there, uh, there was like scientific discovery that a human brain doesn't even come up with thoughts. That they, that human brain can only decide whether to accept or reject a thought. And, and I was like, I don't know if that's true or not, but it's like, it kind of makes sense. This is like with your heart, right? You, you. You, you get something, somebody gets some places, something, and you choose. Like Saul, it said, reject it, right? It, it's not like, and it's like, didn't, he didn't, it's, God didn't blame him for not being creative enough. He said, you rejected my word. And this is like, you know, that's what I think. I mean, we have just two sources, and we either drink from one or from the other. And, and look, it says, to know what was in your heart, whether or not you would keep his commands, Right? Same thing. I mean, why does God want us to keep his commands? I mean, we'll get to that, but it's like, why does he want to keep, why why does he want us to keep his commands? I know it's for a blessing, for our blessing. It might seem like the worst thing, but you know what? I can't, being, if I would be Jesus and I would be in Somebody would tell me that, you know, God's command to, in my, for my life would be to go and die for this world. And I would know I was blameless, never, ever sinned. I mean, this doesn't sound like the best option, <laughs> really. I mean, with my logic, with my logic, with my human eyes, it does not sound like the best option, right? But what did he get in the end? He followed God to the very end. And what did he get? He was sitting at God's right hand. And now he's the king. And, and it says, like, Remember it was take, uh, talking in um, Daniel, right, where it said that that rock fell on that idol and just crushed it, and then that rock became and you know filled the whole earth. Man, and it's it's that kingdom that will have no end. It says that it will there will be a king that will be appointed that will have no end, right? That's what it says about Jesus. Man, kingdom that never ends. And who cares? I mean, I, I bet that Jesus is thinking, who cares? One day, but then eternity. As a king, as somebody who didn't fail, who succeeded, who was a winner, right? And, and these tests, they, they come in different ways. But I found that 
in this life right now, like in America, I notice that we don't get them. You know, nobody points a gun to our head and says, you know, accept or deny Jesus. And this deny is, you know, burning on fire and devil is behind that. And this, you know, you know, witness that you follow Jesus and this is all good in heaven. You don't see it like that. It's, it's, it's sometimes God is whispering you to do something. He's telling you to go to talk to somebody. It's little decisions, especially because I noticed, I don't know, here in U.S., we don't get these critical situations where it's like, you know, reject Jesus, go to hell, or, you know, die and go to heaven. We don't, I mean, when it's that critical, it's easy to decide, right? I mean, well, it's not easy to decide, but it's pretty clear-cut. <laughs> There's, you know, two options, that's it. But here, sometimes when we have our own ambitions, we have our plans, we have our desires, we have colleges, jobs, houses, cars, you know, whatever else, we get to this point where God tells us to do something, but man, I don't want to do that. And I have that, I don't know, I, I, I bet everybody has it. I, I bet Dima has it. I bet everybody has to fight when, when God tells you, gives you a mission to either go somewhere or to do something or, or to forget something, to give, you know, get rid of something. And and then you are, there you are. It's like, God, you, you don't understand this. It's like, I was planning to do this for the next 50 years of my life. And, and, and I was planning, this is what I want to do right now. I was like really planning on that. <laughs> really planning on that. Because I don't even know how to live this life and be happy without this thing anymore. And you're telling me to get rid of it? I'm not sure, you know. It happens. Because you know what? Jesus you know, John Bevere, I was listening to, you know, to those CDs that Dima gave me. And, and it, he was like, he was just sifting through people. <laughs> he was like, you know, if you, if you, you know, if you care about money, you know, go back. If you, if you care about your relationship or, you know, some plans, go back. And then in the end, he had a handful left, right? But then what does he does to do, do, do with those? He sends them on the missions. And God and Jesus assigned, Jesus planned missions. I mean, what's better than that, right? You're just going there. You're going with your buddy disciple, right? It's like, or with your wife. I don't know how they were going, but it's like, it's like, man, what can be better than that, right? And I was like, and Marina and I were talking, we're like, what if God tells us to, I don't know, to move to India, right? I was like, I don't imagine that. (laughs) But, but it's like, you know what? If, if, I'll be in like a million dollar house here, right, driving brand new cars and having a yacht and, and actually having time to ride that yacht and maintain it, right? And, and outside of God's will, man, this is bad. And if I'll be in India, you know, I don't know what they live in. If hopefully it's like some resemblance of a house, you know. It's like some areas, right? And it's like, but God is with me. I know my kids are with me, and I know we are all heading to heaven, and we're all doing God, you know, God's work and God, make God smile. Well, it won't be easy. It will be hard, right? That's why, that's why Jesus is called the stumbling stone, right? Because people stumble over Jesus. It was something that what he was saying was not, it, was, it did not fit anything. It didn't conform to any human standards. It did not conform to society. It, did, it was not the 99.9%. It was that small percentage that, that just, you know, no matter how, it's like, you know, when you go to post office and post office and you want to ship something and say, man, this, we don't have any single box to ship it in. It's like it should, should be, they call it non-conforming object or something like that, right? This is what Jesus, that's the things that Jesus was saying. All of those things were not fitting into any single box. And, you know, guys have a lot of them. I know well, maybe not a lot of them sometimes. Sometimes they have a few, right? But it's just like when God says something, it just doesn't fit. Doesn't, doesn't, it's like not the way I was planning. It's, it's not what I was going to do. And God, I did those calculations. I have a project plan. I have cost breakdown. I have everything for my life. Let's do this. I have it planned, please, Okay. And God says, you can have it if you want it, but I wouldn't do it if I would be you, <laughs> right? And you know what? There's, there's a ton of scriptures that I, that I found today that I want to go through, but I just wanted to talk about these two things 
real quick, like stumbling stone, right? There's a group that calls him a stumbling stone, right? And then they also say that it's a rock that whoever, who, you know, whoever it falls on, they will be crushed, right? And, and then there's, there, there's a group of people that say, he is the rock of my salvation, right? Same exact person, you know, same exact God, same exact king. But for somebody, he, he makes them stumble because they walk their own ways. And somebody, he's a refuge. He, he's, he's a rock of their salvation, right? It's like it just it's come, comes back over and over and over and over and over again. This whole Bible, it, it seems like it, if you build a tree, it just you'd have so many branches because it's people's decisions. Always this choice, that choice, this choice, that choice. It's like always, always, always decision, right? And it's it, if you dig, if you take any decision, I, I'm, I, I don't want to go to like that deep, like well, do I drink black tea or green tea, right? It's not that. But it's like if you go deep to any serious decision that has any bearing on your life, you will see that there is one comes with evil intent and the other one comes with good intent. So one comes from devil, one comes from, from God. Every single decision. And it's like if you just need to dig deep enough. And I mean, I don't want to go become philosophical and, you know, start thinking about what's the meaning of life and, you know, like about heaven and start talking about all those things. But, but if you think about it, every single decision, whether or not to do it, it comes down to yes or no, to do it or not to do it. That's with every thought, every plan, every desire comes down whether to do it or not. So it's yes or no. And it and it's always, always has to do with your eternity. I realize that those serious decisions, those big decisions that have bearing on your life, they always have to do with eternity. They're never like, I'll be an attorney or I'll be a doctor, right? It's sometimes, you know, you don't have to be anybody. And sometimes you have to be. I don't know. But I'm just saying that these are decisions. We need to watch how we, you know, how we decide. What do we decide? Who we involve in our decision-making process, right? Is, you know, if you think of a big company, when they make decisions, they have a board of directors, right? Who heads up that board of directors? Is it, is it, is it you or is it God? Who is the president of your, of your heart? Who is the president of your life, right? Who makes those decisions? Who has, who makes, who can make a decision to override everything you feel and still do what God wanted you to do? Is it, is it God or is it you? Because if it's you, I know that when I'm in control, I will shape the rules the way I want to. And they will change every single time. Whenever I want to change it, it will be it will it will be different. Whenever it doesn't fit, fit you know that's what it will be. You know, I I I I wanted to talk. I want, I um, was reading a, a small book or booklet about Islam, and they were saying that Muhammad was as he was going, he was rewriting rules, right? And and everything started with like him following God and obeying God, and and in the end, it was. It was uh, him writing rules, and he was saying that you can you can obey him, but not God, right? And then and he was coming up with commands, commandments that say, yeah, you can do this, but it's only Allah can. I mean, only Muhammad can do it because Allah allowed Muhammad to do it. And then this is this you know, Allah is like now like what was once God was supposed to be now is like pocket, right? Somebody some pocket toy that that you command, right? And and you know. This is this is the reason I'm bringing this up because this is like it's outmost. This is as bad as it gets, right? And and we can be we can be Christians and become the same way where God is just our pocket God and and you know we tell we you know you say God I want you to uh, to tell me what you want me to do and you pull it yeah I think this is right you know and God just just you just make him. You just you just shape this God in your head where you just you just do whatever you know he he just approves what you decide. But God is not in your life. God is never going to be like that. God is God is somebody who it's hard to live by, but it's impossible to live without because we will die without Him. But it's you know we're never gonna it's never gonna be like uh, you know a joyride with Him because He will always make you climb mountains, right? And somebody 
were preaching about it. There was that sermon, right? The mountains will test everyone, right? <laughs> yeah? And it's like, it's like you think about it. <laughs> I, know, I know. It's a memorable moment. <laughs> but it's like you, you know, there's nothing. There's no nice view at the, I mean, at the, at the very bottom, right? It's, it's nice, but you don't see much, right? And it's when you're at the top, that's when you know, man, I think I can do this again. And then you come, come down and you're like, no, I don't want to start it over again. But it's like, God, will, you will, I realize, and I realize that you will always be climbing in this life. I will always be climbing because as soon as I stop climbing or I make this up, make up this, um, you know, fairy tale that, you know, once you're a Christian, you don't have to climb, you're there. I, I just realize I start, you know, tumbling down. That's all that happens. There's, there's just, it's a mountain. You have to be climbing up and have to be holding strong at all times. It's not like, you know, you have a, an app or, you know, just, you know, just sit down and relax. No, this is just going, going, going. And, and you know what? I know it, so, doesn't, it sounds dry. It sounds like, man, this is not, you know, not the message of love and all that. It is the message of love because this is what God is talking about. This is, what, this is, this is how it is. This is just how it is. And whether we accept it or not, this is our choice. But that's just how it is. If if we if we don't if we don't constantly subdue ourselves to God's will, that's where we're gonna end up. We're not gonna we're not gonna be able to to we're not gonna be able to say there comes the prince of this world and he has nothing in me. Anyway, I want to run through some verses that I had. This is like you know, like Jesus always was uh, on the Mount sermon. He was talking about. Um, you know, he was talking about some crazy things, and then he's talking about reward, and he's talking about crazy things and reward. And I want to talk about our reward or our purpose or our, you know, something that, something that makes it worth it, something that makes sense. Why this whole thing makes sense, right? So first is um, First Kings, first uh, First Kings eighteen, and verses thirty six through thirty six. Through 37, sorry. At the time of the sacrifice, that's uh, Elijah on Mount Carmel, right? When 850 prophets of the other side and Elijah alone, thinking that he's alone. And they want to see who's the, who's the true God. It says, at the time of sacrifice, the prophet Elijah stepped forward and prayed, Lord, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Israel. Let it be known today that you are God in Israel and that I am your servant and have done all these things at your command. Answer me, Lord, answer me, so that so these people will know that you, Lord, are God and that you are turning their hearts back again. Look, you said, have done all these things at your command, right? Prophet. You know, he knows God so much. Where is love? I mean, why is it command, right? But it's, the end is like, so that, so these people will know that you, Lord, are God, right? Glorifying God. Again, you did something at God's command. That's, this is what he wanted you to do. He gave a command to Elijah. And we would think, right, you know, Elijah, he's, he, 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 they should have buddy-buddy relationship with God. But, you know, it's at God's command, right? Where is love? But that's the love, is that, you know, there are times, you know, in army when there is a fight, and this is exactly what's happening in the spiritual world because people are coming, you know, coming down left and right right now. This is a war. There's no hugging and kissing, you know. You just do the commands. That's, that's all it is. And sometimes when we decide to do something, sometimes we just need to shake off and say, hey, you know what, my leader cut me deep. You know, they did it. Some, I know that leaders are, you know, the Romans says that they are appointed by God, right? And, you know, sometimes they do things and, and, and it's just like you think it's inhumane, right? But some things are just, just God is doing through those people or through situations or through our bosses. I, I know that God is using my boss, you know, and he's using him to, to change me and to bless me. And, 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 and because I was like, I want to try to find a way to be the best employee for him. 
man, he's blessing me right now, I'm telling you. You know, because this is like, I know it's, I, I work far, but it's, it's like, at work, my, my boss just loves me, you know, and it's like crazy. And I was like, you know, God, some things we do at God's command, right? And, and then God, then there will be times when you will need food and you will need, you know, bread and meat and, and God made those, those, uh, those birds come out and bring it. And that's God's love. But there are times when, you know, when we need to just do the commands, when we just follow orders. And I just thought about it in Psalms 91 or 90 in Russian, right? It says, a thousand and ten thousand will fall at your right hand, but it will not come near you. And I was thinking, you know, who, right? The, the one that found shelter under God. The one who found shelter, so who made God his, his covering. You know, that's, that's somebody, that's your, uh, that's your boss, and that's for who? Maybe 10,000 around you will fall, and they will accept some lie from devil, and they will just fall off, and they will, they, will, they will twist this Christianity, and it will never be the same the way it was supposed to be. But you won't. It will not come near you, because you, you're, you're finding your hiding in God, right? That protects you, not just from disease. It protects you from spiritual disease, because this is, this is my biggest fear right now, is, is not to, like, get a runny nose or, you know, get really sick. But it's my fear is to lose the sight of God, is to lose Him. Because I know that as soon as I do that, I know everything comes, you know, just crumbles. I know, not, you know, you can't have a good family. You can't be a good father. You can't be a good son. You can't be a good husband. You can't be a good servant. You can't be anybody. You can't be a good employee. It just, just all loses point, and it just comes unglued. Another thing I uh, wanted to look at is Jesus' example, right? It's, I was like, how he spoke in the wilderness. I was like, also, right, where is love? God, used Jesus, the Spirit, took him to wilderness for 40 days? Your son? I mean, I, would you do that to your son? Why, right? To test him, right? <laughs> yes. And then it says in Matthew 4.4, 4, Jesus' answer. And I believe that Jesus was able to do this only because he decided, I am going to look at my father. I'm going to do what he tells me to do. And I'm going to ask him not to do those things, but it will be his will. I think the prayer he was praying in the Garden of, however you pronounce it in English, Gethsemane, Gethsemane, okay. That prayer that he was praying, that was like when Jesus was under big pressure and it came, that came out was in the core of his heart. Not, not my will, but your be done, right? This was what he's driving, what was he's driving his life. And look what he, how he answers. says, Jesus answered, it is written, man shall not live on bread alone, but on every word that comes from the mouth of God. Which is that word again, right? There is word that comes from the mouth of God for our lives right now. And the only way that we will be able to stand against devil after 40 days of fasting or after 40 days of turmoil in our life and say, man, I'm not going to follow you. I remember the scripture. I'm going to throw this at you right now. Right? It's, it's when we will accept God's word and we will accept God's, God's, um, God's kingdom in our life. I mean, he is the king. He is the one who rules over us. Then Romans 6.16. Don't you know that when you offer yourselves to someone as obedient slaves, you are slaves of the one you obey? It kind of makes sense, but we don't, we don't even, it doesn't make sense sometimes. We don't, like if you are a slave to somebody, if you offered yourself as a slave, you are a slave, right? It should make sense, but I know why he is saying that. It is whether you are slaves to sin which is that, that's what we don't realize. When we follow our own desires, our own plans, or, or something that we want to do, some, even sins in our lives, we are slaves of that. Because we offered, you know, when you take a bite, and when Eve took a bite, she became a slave of that, right? When we take a bite of this idea, hey, I'm going to live my own way. I know, I, I know how to plan life. I'm pretty good at planning life, you know? That's when you, when you take a bite of that, you become a slave of your own life. And then you are no, wrong, no longer in charge. And it says, slaves to sin, which leads to death. 
or to obedience, which leads to righteousness. And I was thinking, this is the key for some people that need to get set free from habits or sins or addictions, whatever. And this is key. I've noticed, I heard so many drug addicts that said, I decided to just, you know, submit my life to God, and then I was free. And I was like, man, you know what? I realized that to submit, your, if you were a drug addict, you sin had control over your life, right? Devil had control over, over your life. And then but the word of God says that you can't serve two masters, so one has to go. And when God comes in, God, and you tell God, here's, you know, the deed, sign, I'm yours, somebody has to go, right? And devil is kicking and kicked out. That's it. But you have to come under God's authority so that everything else would be just kicked out. I mean, then devil will have nothing in you. Then really you'll say, you have nothing in me. But that's when God is in control, there will be no other owner in your life. There will be nobody else who will be ruling your life. There will be no way you, sin will not be able to stand in, in your life. You, this addiction will not stand in your life. You will be able to overcome it. And another thing, in John uh, 14, and we're almost coming to an end, so please become alert. John 14, 21, 23. Uh, it says, those two verses. It says, whoever has my commands, God's word, and keeps them, is the one who loves me. Right? The one who loves me, guys, listen to this. The one who loves me, which is the one who keeps my commands and who, who, you know, who, who, um, who has my commands and who keeps them, the one who loves me, that person that keeps my commands, will be loved by my Father also. Right? Or without also. And I too will love them and show myself to them. Right? This is where loving comes. Right? You, you follow God's commands, He will love you. And sometimes, you know, I figure that if I let God do whatever He wants to do in my life, whether it seems good or bad to me at the moment, in the end, I'm just crying and saying, God, you love me so much. And thank you so much for not listening to what I wanted. And this is how, and he will show, show myself to them. I don't know about you, but like if, if there are some, if I like go into dreaming mode and, and I start dreaming about the best thing I would want to have in life for Christmas or for my birthday, I'm like, Jesus, if I could see you physically, and or or some other way or just like if I could talk to you, I want to talk to you. I want like I don't. I mean, I love praying. I I hear you, but if I could see your face, I could see you. If I could ask you questions and you answer me, and if you ask me questions and and I answer you, it would be awesome, right? Just be. I mean, I just can't keep my smile down when I think about it. And then it says, I too will love them and show myself to them. And I was like, man, this is the best reward you can find. This is like, you know, this is like the cherry, right, on top. This is just the best thing you can ever dream about. And I was like, what is better than Jesus showing himself to me? I mean, like out of things that, that just benefit me, there's just, I mean, this is just the biggest one probably. I, I really can't imagine having anything else over this. Jesus showed himself to me. I'm ready to be in cold, in heat, in, in, in poverty, in in rich, in whatever, I don't care. Uh, Jesus showed himself to me. I see him. Man, this is just, I mean, this is, that's it, worth living for. Okay? But anyway, we have more verses. So, verse 23, it says, Jesus replied, and any, it's the same thing kind of, right? Anyone who loves me will obey my teaching. My Father will love them, and we will come to them and make our home with them. Another thing, right? When we have have depression or sadness or, or anger or something else if god creates his house in our hearts in us i mean nobody is going to mess with jesus's house i tell you that for sure there's nobody who wants to to you know to get on that territory and i was thinking if it's his house means that's where he spends most of his time that's his residence that's what he will guard this is my heart will be guarded right and then again, no addiction, no, you know, no, 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 um, no lies, no twisted thinking will not be able to overcome, will not be able to come in, will not be able to get in, right? And then another one, Psalm one twenty eight, 
It says, Blessed are, are all who fear the Lord, who walk in obedience to Him. You will eat the fruit of your labor. Blessings and prosperity will be yours. I'm just not just talking about riches in this life. There's something so much bigger than that. Just knowing God and having His truth and believing in Him and, and having being saved is so much better than, than any riches. So when we talk about blessings and prosperity, let's not always think about just money or, or career or whatever we have, right? And then it says, yes, this will be, verse 4, yes, this will be the blessing for the man who fears the Lord. And I just wanted to, you know, this is what I want to end with, but I I don't know where where you are. I don't can we turn off the lights there like we do usually. I just want to just give I don't know 10 minutes is it too much or maybe 15 I don't know how much we'll need but you know you don't you don't get, we don't get these moments to turn our life around very often, right? Especially if we're not sure how we're walking with God, what we're planning, what we're doing. These moments are not very often. I, I, I know I, I was in church for three years, and then, and then I was out for three years, and it came to me like, this is what I was talking about. I know what I was talking about. It, it, it came slowly, but then I, was not, I didn't know what I wanted in life. And, and you know what? You get to, you get to a place you don't want to be in. When you, are, when you are without God. If you are with God right now, if you think you know His truth right now, don't think that it will be always like this if you just, if you, just you know, flat out and just, just let it go, let it be. Close your, let's close your eyes and close, close your eyes. I'll, I'll do the same. And just, I want to tell you that God, God offered me a chance against all odds. He he, he brought me to a different country, took off everything I knew, everybody I knew. I kind of started clean. And, and there's nothing that could persuade me any other way. And, and I was just, it was myself and God. And I realized how much I need Him, how much I want Him. And, and right now, if this is your moment, I, I don't want anybody to take this lightly. I, 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 I really want to just think about it. If you feel that there is even even a, a shadow, you know, even like something a little bit in you that that doubts God or or that doubts his presence in your life or if you feel like you have you have ignored God's word too many times or if you if you ignore it once and you feel that you want to make it right with God, I mean it, it doesn't doesn't matter why you come out here. If you feel that like God is calling you, if you feel that 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 God wants you to make a statement or a sign. I, I mean, you know it. I know that you guys know it. If, if, if somebody hears it from God and that you need to be here, then you should. And I want to tell you that the moments when, when we walk, when the, when the temperature goes down, when, when these lies pile up in our life, and, and there's this window that opens up, God's grace, for us to change around what we're doing, what we're planning, to change around how we live with God, how we walk with God, those moments, sometimes they are very rare. Sometimes it's once, and we miss that, and we'll never get it again. I know people that, that miss those windows, those, that miss those gifts and, 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 and miss, the, miss those moments of grace. I, I don't want to... I don't want to put you in fear or, or pressure you, but just just be careful with it. And right now, I want to ask you to come forward if you if you feel that you, you that this word was to you that that you feel that you want to you want to come up on your obedience to God that you don't don't want just to come up a little bit more, but you want to do full you know fully wholeheartedly start obedient God and, and start start uh, start obeying Him and start following his commands and start looking out for for what he wants you to do then come forward come up front because we'll be praying we'll be dedicating more dedicating ourselves more to god and i know that we can't do anything good by ourselves there is nothing let's let's stand up so if anybody wants to come up they can that it's easier for them but it's 
if we if we want to do something great and glorious that's truly great and glorious and that will stand in in the age to come in the eternal life it will never be you will never be without obeying God whether direct or indirect but it will not be without obeying God without submitting to him to him it will never be without us being maybe being cut or or offended at times or hearing something when Jesus said when Jesus was just saying things that were cutting they were just offensive but those who went on they they knew that he needed to say that so that they would see where they are so because they were just human they did not know better they could not hear the truth otherwise he said something that cut it and it was that cutting was separating their soul their flesh from their spirit so they could they could actually see what is the truth and where is life and where is future and where is future because we don't have any future apart from God we don't have any future apart from plugging into him and 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 knowing that and 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 doing everything he wants us to do i know that god wants wants us to be blessed that's the only reason he wants us to obey because he knows it's good for us because he knows that's a blessing for us because because this is this is what we want to do is we want to be good but but we don't want to pay what it costs right and obedience is, is the price of it if you want to come and if you if you do want to make a statement that God I want to follow you I want to obey you I want to I want to be I want to be full of you God I want to be I want to be filled with you God I want to not just you know run after my own chase my own dreams chase the wind chase things that that don't stand up in the reality that don't stand up in eternity